And a good day to you. This is Pastor Mark with Touch of God. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. For I always pray to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation, of insight into mysteries and secrets, in the deep and intimate knowledge of him, by having the eyes of your heart flooded with light, so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you, and how rich is his glory and, and how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints, his set apart ones, and so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who believe, as demonstrated in the working of his mighty strength, verse 20, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, above every title that can be conferred, not only in this age and in this world, but also in the age and the world which are to come. So, all very important verses, but the one I was focused on mainly was for you to be able to understand the teaching today, and by having the eyes of your heart flooded with light, so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you. Amen. Verse 18, in chapter 1 of Ephesians. And so I pray to the Lord today that he is able to use me to help you help you understand who you are in Christ, help to explain to you and for you to be able to understand that you are in Christ, seated in heavenly places in Christ, which is far above all power and authority and dominion, above all evil, above all things that can come anywhere near you and the Lord. That is where you are positioned in heavenly places. You are physically here on this earth, but you are also positionally placed in Christ, in the heavenly places, seated next to the Father, in Christ. And there's a lot of rejoicing to be had about that fact today. We could be in many places. We could be below the angels. We could be underneath the power of the devil, as we once were, when we were fallen, and we were walking as sons of disobedience before we knew Jesus, and before we accepted him as our Lord in our lives, and let no other Lord be a Lord in our lives. But today, we get to be children of God, children of the great Jehovah Jireh, the great Yahweh, the great Elohim, the great God, the creator of the universe, the one and only almighty heavenly Father that you have and I have. So, I I pray that the Lord would allow us to make sense of his word today, and that we will be able to dwell on his word and dwell on things that, like we were talking about last week in Psalm 91, in the Amplified Classic Edition, we were talking about the fact that many places in the Bible are conditional, and Psalm 91 is no is also conditional. Psalm 91 is no stranger to being a conditional chapter, because we see in verse 1, it says, He who dwells in the secret, secret place of the Most High shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of of the Almighty, whose power no foe can withstand. So the rest of Psalm 91 hinges and is conditional on verse 1 
And you could say the first three words, he who dwells. So if you are one to dwell in the secret place of the Most High, then Psalm 91 applies to you. If you're not currently dwelling in the secret place of the Most High, if you're not current, if you don't know the Lord, if you're not currently allowing Jesus into your heart and focusing on Him and confessing Him as Lord and confessing Him every day that and acknowledging God and having received Jesus into your heart and given giving Him place in your heart and no other place to anything else, then you would be looking at Psalm 91 and say, well, this, these are the benefits of one who dwells. I need to become a dweller. So I implore you today to open up your heart to the Lord Jesus. He died for you so that you would have a way of redemption, a way back to God. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him, through Jesus. So he has, he has given his everything. He gave his life. He gave his body at the whipping post for your healing. He gave his body and his entire life and his blood at the cross at Calvary so that our sins would be remitted and be paid for, so that we would inherit eternal life if we believed in Jesus, if we receive him as Lord and Savior. God has done so much for us. He has also allowed us to be born again, be brand new in Christ, seated in heavenly places with Christ, looking down upon the earth positionally, knowing that we are above evil and evil has to subdue itself to the feet of Jesus. And when evil rebels against the rules of the Lord and the, and the dominion that the Lord has, then we as Christians, we as believers, we have to subdue the evil because evil will not subdue itself. Evil is rebellious. Evil is evil. But God working through us, when we believe, when we in decree and declare that a sickness must go, the power of God comes upon the person's body according to our faith and according to their faith or, or faith between us and the sick person. There's got to be faith somewhere between the two, either the believer or the sick person. But once there's faith, then power, the power of God can come forth and, uh, and roll that, cast that sickness out of that person. So God can do many things upon this earth, but he uses his, his, his children to work through. And so it's important that we as his children understand who we are so that God can work through us when we decree and declare things, when we pray for people and expect for God to move, he expects for us to believe and not doubt in our heart that what we pray shall come to pass, then he can move. So a lot of the time, God is waiting for us, and it should not be us waiting for God. Yes, there is the scripture that says, be still and know that I am God. But that talks about in the secret place, it's, it's being stilling yourself, it's being at peace, it's spending time with the Lord in a secret place, in a quiet place, in your home or wherever, even if you're walking down the street, you can be still. Be still in your heart, knowing that you're focusing on the Lord and knowing that he's Lord. And so there are every other time you're going to be, you're going to be preaching the gospel. You're going to be, if you are obedient to the Lord's call, you're going to be growing up into him, into all things, into Christ, who is over the church, is the head over the church, over the body. And you are going to be doing what he told his disciples to do. We are now his disciples because he told his disciples at the end of Matthew 28 to tell everybody else what he told them to do. And he told them to go and preach the gospel to all creation. 
So we must do the same thing. So there will be a time when you spend time in the Word of God every day. There will be time every day where you'll spend time with Him alone in the secret place. There'll be times when you'll be going about your daily business. And while you're on your daily business and on your daily errands around town or wherever that may be, you'll be seeing opportunities for heaven to come to earth, for a situation in front of you on earth, such as a person that needs healing in their body. That needs to be rectified. And that needs to be reconciled. The ministry of reconciliation is what we have all been given as believers. So we need to reconcile that earthly situation with what it would look like if that person was in heaven. And we need to bring heaven to earth so that they would look like what they would look like in heaven, but on the earth while they're still living here. And so this is why we need to take the Lord with us everywhere we go. Of course, he's with us. But we need to be consciously acknowledging him and being aware of his presence and that what we see is what he sees. So, yes, he has eyes that can see all what's going on. But he is very interested in what you do every day with your life. He loves you. He wants to be a part of your life. He waits for you to invite him to be so. But we need to acknowledge him, work with him. He is our best friend. He is our Lord and Savior. He is God. He is just. He is the best judge. He is righteous. He is faithful. He will chastise us because he loves us. But at the end of the day, he wants to go about through you doing good, healing all who are oppressed of the devil, for he is with us. He, God, is with us. And so we need to go about doing good with the Lord as co-workers and co-laborers with him. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. And if you say to yourself, well, that's okay, pastor, that's that's for pastors to do, pastors, bishops, apostles, that's their responsibility because they're a part of the fivefold ministry. No, Jesus said, these signs shall follow those who believe. And he listed a, a, a number of things in Mark 16, Matthew 28. And the news is that any believer immediately gets signed up to be ministering the gospel, ministering, going about doing good, healing all who are oppressed of the devil, for God is with that believer. And yes, us believers, we do not heal. Technically, we do not heal. God is the one who does the healing. But out of our bellies and out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters so that healing power will come from you, but it will be the Holy Spirit power that does it. But you will be the one to decide when that power leaves you to go into that other person so that they're healed. And so that is up to you. And God wants you to be praying for everyone in your path. He wants to set them all free much more than you could ever want to yourself. So know that God is always switched on even when we don't feel like it. So he wants to set his creation free. He wants to reconcile them back to himself. So also wanted to remind you an excellent verse from last week was Psalm 91 verse 8. And again, this is in the Amplified Classic Edition. And it says, only a spectator shall you be, yourselves inaccessible in the secret place of the Most High, as you witness the reward of the wicked. So, as you witness the reward of the wicked, that means that you're not the wicked because you must be dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. So, if you're dwelling in God, you're abiding in Him, and He's abiding in you, the Word of God is abiding in you. You are focused on him. You're loving God. You're spending time with him. You're, you're confessing him as Lord. You're, you're, you're continually acknowledging that he is Lord in you. If you're dwelling in him, okay, you're protected, but also know that you are inaccessible. According to the Amplified Classic Edition, verse eight, 
in Psalm 91. That means you're inaccessible. You're cut off from evil. You're inaccessible by evil. You're inaccessible by sickness and disease. And we bless the Lord today for being a tower, for being the Almighty, for his shadow, as you shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no foe can withstand. That's Psalm 91. I also wanted to remind you of a verse, another love. I I love this other verse. We spoke about this in a teaching a few weeks ago, actually several weeks ago. It's Proverbs chapter 15, and it's verse 15. So it's relatively easy for you to remember. Proverbs 15, 15. Again, in the Amplified Classic Edition. And it says, All the days of the desponding and afflicted are made evil by anxious thoughts and forebodings. But he who has a glad heart has a continual feast regardless of circumstances. Let me read that again. All the days of the desponding and afflicted are made evil by anxious thoughts and forebodings. So that means that the days of the desponding and afflicted, they're made evil when you think anxious thoughts. Now remember, Jesus told us in Matthew chapter 6 to be anxious for nothing. So we see the problem with being anxious here in verse 15 of Proverbs chapter 15, is that if you have anxious thoughts and forebodings, then your days are made evil by your own actions. Your own action of being anxious can cause evil. Now, you say, well, I'm not sure I believe that. Well, this in the Amplified Classic Edition. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 15. Go ahead and look at that. And the Amplified Bible is said to be one of the closest translations to the Greek and the Hebrew. So I would encourage you to look it up and read that verse. So the idea is not to be anxious. Well, if you're anxious, it means basically you don't think God's going to help you. You don't think God's got you covered on this particular issue that you're being anxious about. You don't think he's going to come through. Well, all I have to tell you is that God is faithful. He's your Jehovah Jireh. He's your provider. But you do have to acknowledge him. You do have to know him and get and want to know him. You have to seek him with your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Your whole heart. It's the first great commandment that Jesus repeated back. And the second commandment was to love thy neighbor as yourself. But the, the first one is loving God and, and, understand, and just, if you're going to love him, you're going to do what he, what he loves to do, and that's to love on people. He loves you many, in many ways. His love is so great for you. What great parent would not provide for his children? So why would you be anxious about any provision when you know that your heavenly father loves you? Remember, you may be going through a situation financially and you say, well, why, is, why then am I having trouble paying this? Well, the devil comes, according to John 10, verse 10, to steal, kill, and destroy. So it may be that what God already tried to provide you is already stolen. So you need to go about and you need to be telling the devil, leave my stuff alone in the name of Jesus. And remember that if you dwell in the secret place of the Most High, you are inaccessible. So. That means in Psalm 91, verse 8, that you are inaccessible, which means that if you're dwelling in the shelter of the Most High, then nobody should be able to steal anything from you. Because who would come close to God and want to do harm against one of his kids? Who kicked who out of heaven in the first place? 
It wasn't the devil kicking God out of heaven. It was God kicking the devil out of heaven because the devil had an ego problem. And that's why we have the fallen world we're in today, because man fell, because it obeyed that devil who had the ego problem. So I will tell you that the the theme recently has been making sure that we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and we shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty. We will be protected if we continue to focus on the Lord and be guided by His Holy Spirit, spend time with Him, and you have nothing to worry about, to be anxious for nothing. So, you know, you see your money running out in your bank account or on your cell phone or whatever, wherever your money's stored. Well, how do you know that the Lord's not going to provide some other way right at the moment you need it? Do not say, I am destitute, I am poor, I have nothing. Because remember, what comes out of your mouth could well come to pass. Have you been saying those things? Maybe that's why you ended up with what you have, which is not much, because you keep saying what you believe to be the truth. Now, you are saying what you need to, what you believe to be the truth, because you see with your eyes what you believe to be the truth. But we're not supposed to be walking by sight. We're supposed to be walking by faith. So no matter what you see in your bank account, by faith, God will continue to provide. I don't care what the bank balance shows. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. So no need to worry or be anxious for anything because you don't want to bring evil upon yourself according to Proverbs 15, 15. So very, very interesting. You can actually pull on evil by being anxious. And instead of when your anxious thought comes, that doesn't mean you're anxious. It's only You're only anxious if you agree, agree and accept that anxious thought that comes in your mind. To push it out, take it every thought captive in obedience to Christ, let it go, give it to Jesus and say, no, that is not lining up with my Bible because my God supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So therefore, that was a lie that I have nothing because I have an inheritance of the kingdom of God. I have all I need because I'm in Christ and God gave everything to Christ. I'm in Christ and what God gave to Jesus, Jesus is sharing with me as joint heirs with him. So we talked about Psalm 91 and Proverbs 15:15 today. And we are trying to get back to Job 22, which we started a couple of weeks ago. And remember, Job 22, again, in the Amplified Classic Edition, is where Eliphaz, the Tamanite, was answering Job when Job was complaining. Eliphaz was responding, and it's recorded in Job 22. And we are starting again in verse 21. It says, Acquaint now yourself with him. So we're talking about dwelling with the Lord, acknowledging God and these things, right? And this is what Eliphaz the Temanite was answering Job and said, Acquaint now yourself with him. Eliphaz is telling Job these things. Acquaint now yourself with him. Agree with God and show yourself to be conformed to his will and be at peace. By that, you shall prosper and great good shall come to you. Now, this was in the Old Testament where Job wasn't born again. He hadn't received an inheritance of the kingdom of God. He wasn't seated in heavenly places in Christ next to the Father. So Job was lacking a lot of benefits that we have today that we may not actually acknowledge that we have today. 
We may not believe that we have today, but we we have them. If I send you a thousand dollars and I never tell you about it, but it's in your bank account, well, you you might say, well, I have no money. But did you check your bank balance? You could be rich and not know it. Well, let me tell you, you're rich today, but maybe you don't realize it. You're rich in an inheritance. God. Has for you, and He's given you because He has placed you out of the out of the powers of darkness and into the kingdom of His beloved Son, and He gave everything to Jesus, and now you're in Christ. So there is no lack. So do not believe what you see. Believe what the Bible says about a situation above whatever you see with your eyes, what anybody tells you. If someone is telling you something that doesn't line up with the Word, then you cast that thought. You correct them by the word of God, so that they may learn the truth. Truth in love. Do it in love, but do not forget to tell them the truth and quote scripture, because they're going to need scripture, and allow them to see the truth. But do not accept what they're telling you as the truth. You need to compare what you hear with the word of God, so that you do not believe in a lie and start confessing a lie, and then that lie becomes your reality. It becomes your truth, but may not be the truth. Of the Word of God, so be careful what you confess. Be careful what you hear and accept in your heart. You must line anything, including what I'm telling you today. Read the Scriptures. Do not take what I say for granted without researching it yourself. Verse 22 in Job 22 is continues what Eliphaz the Temanite is answering Job and saying, "Receive, I pray you, the law and instruction from his mouth, and lay up his words in your heart." Well, the law and instruction from His mouth, He is the the Word made flesh. Jesus is now the Word made flesh. Amen. He came and dwelt among us. The Word. So you must abide. Let His the words of God, the Word of God, the Bible, the these verses, the truth, inhabit your heart, so that your heart only knows the truth. And when you hear a lie, it will stand out like they say a sore thumb. It will stand out, and alarm bells will ring in your head when you hear something that someone says that does not line up with your understanding. So it's very important. You can gain so much wisdom by having the Word of God in your heart and and reading the Word of God and reading even the the Book of Proverbs. Read one chapter every day. There's there's enough chapters in Proverbs for one chapter a day for a whole month, and then you can repeat it and start over. Proverbs is. Full wall to wall with wisdom, and I encourage you. Even if you prefer reading a different book right now in the Bible, you should also add to your reading list every day a chapter of Proverbs, and you will become more in tune with the Lord's wisdom by His Holy Spirit, so that your everyday decisions will will be more successful and correctly decided because you you inherently knew the wisdom from the Lord in applying your decision and your thoughts. On that, on that decision that you had to make, so we must lay up the words of the Lord in our hearts. Okay, and we cannot do that without reading the Word of God and meditating on the Word, not just reading it, but meditating. Verse twenty-three: If you return to the Almighty and submit and humble yourself before Him, you will be built up. If you put away unrighteousness far from your tents, well, there's a short space of time left in the program, but this verse. It speaks volumes to a lot of us. We, from time to time, we slip. There's unrighteousness, and we need to put that away from our tents. 
So we must go to the Lord, ask for forgiveness. If it was towards another person, we must ask them for their forgiveness and apologize. But we must also apologize to the Lord and ask for his forgiveness. And, and according to 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Because we have to be cleansed in our conscience for, from that unrighteousness that we have committed so that the light will then dwell again in our souls and our bodies, right? We cannot have darkness remain in our bodies. We have to, in our hearts, we have to be careful what we look at because the 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 eyes are the lamp of the body according to the word of God. So we must be careful and we, we must constantly watch what we watch. Lord, we just thank you today for cleansing our eyes, for getting rid of any unrighteousness in our conscience. We just bless you. We thank you that any temptations that we have to look at a certain thing, that that your Holy Spirit convicts us and we decide to look away and not look a second time. A first time, it may be impossible not to look once because someone might come across our path, but it's possible not to look a second time for fear that something that is impure may penetrate our heart that is full of light and will become darkened. So Lord, we just thank you for keeping us focused on you every day. It's not automatic. So Lord, help us become disciplined enough so that our free will would line up with yours and we would continue to focus on you and not other things that are distracting us, whether it be visually or or otherwise, sensual pleasures, anything that would distract us from our daily focus on you, Lord. We thank you that we will continue by doing this. We will continue to remain in you and dwell with you in the secret place of the Most High God. And we just thank you today that we do focus on submitting and humbling ourselves before you. Lord, it's not so that we will be rewarded, but because it's the right thing to do, and it's the least that we can do for you, is to live holy and blameless, Lord, as you would expect us to do. We bless you today. We thank you. And we pray this in your precious son's name, Jesus. That's all the time we have for this week. We are on Facebook and YouTube. Search for Touch of God Radio. You can also email us with prayer requests at touchofgodradio at gmail.com. touchofgodradio at gmail.com. And you can also call us if you can manage calling the United States. It's plus one, country code number one, four zero seven seven zero five three one five one. That's country code one, four zero seven. 705-3151. And until next week, you have a blessed week. Amen.